The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, the New York Knicks, the Knickerbockers, if you will, off to another hot start. Could this be another year that they go to the playoffs? And there is one reason. A man who might actually be, in hindsight, underpaid. We break down the Knicks' hot start, and we get into what's happening in Portland, which, as a Blazers fan, I am in absolute shock about. This team's 4-1, baby! What? Plus, we cover some news around the league, including the Lakers continuing to stink, but now being tone-deaf on top of that. Kevin Durant being run into the ground again in Brooklyn. I compare the NFL and the NBA's handling of the concussion protocol. Uh, wee-wee, let's just say this. NBA handling things a lot better than the NFL. And Joel Embiid deciding, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not playing defense anymore. And the NBA going all in on Victor Wembenyama and the hype train. So much to talk about, so Nick, drop that motherfucking beat. I have a thought. Obviously. Since this is a podcast about thoughts. But is Jalen Brunson actually underpaid? Everybody said, oh man, the Knicks really fucked up with Jalen Brunson. $104 million, no way he's worth all that money. I actually think if you look at this first four games and it continues for the rest of the duration of the contract, this deal looks like a bad deal for Jalen Brunson. Like it looks like he's worth Damian Lillard money. I hate to say it, but the man is balling. And true point guards are very hard to find these days. Jalen Brunson was the first of what were supposed to be two huge moves for the New York Knicks, right? And in fact, you could pretty much argue that last season they were committed to this being the case. They knew it was bad. As soon as Derrick Rose got injured, Tibbs didn't have any of his guys in there, and things were not looking good. And they thought it's going to be Brunson, and they thought it's going to be Donovan Mitchell. And then a very funny thing happened. Danny Ainge did Danny Ainge things. Said, you know what, Leon Rose? Deuces. I'm done doing business with you. We're just going to deal with Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs. And left the Knicks scrambling. 
And at the last minute, they're trying to figure out how to piece together a roster that was largely outside of Jalen Brunson, unchanged. And you have Julius Randle making $117 million over four years, and he's looking like an atrocious player that you can't get rid of. Sad boy season in New York. I know. I was live on WFAN for it, and people were calling in like, no, no, we didn't want him anyway. No, no, there was a lot of that, right? But now after a week of basketball, the Knickerbockers stand 3-1 and one with an OT loss to the Memphis Grizzlies, a team that everybody is in absolute love with, on opening night where they clawed back like a very gritty team, down 15, take it to OT. They should have won the game, but there was a no-call goal 10 by Jaw Morant. Truthfully, the Knicks should be, could be 4-0 right now, which they would be the only undefeated team in the NBA. So what's the difference? My man, Big Booty Brunson, Jalen Brunson, a 6'1 guard out of Villanova. He's not the fastest. He's not the quickest. We know he's not the biggest. He's 6'1 on a good day. You look at him. You, I've seen him up close. I've covered him when he played for Villanova. He's 5'11 and a half. Let's be honest. He's one of those guys that doesn't, doesn't wear that height well. Do you know what I mean? One of the few true point guards left in the league, right? Without Donovan Mitchell in what was pretty much going to be a shooter-friendly offense, instead, Tibbs went back to his basics and basically put the offense and the next season in the hands of Brunson. A guard in which his own dad calls a thick rear-ended guard. Yep, you think I'm joking? The other word that Rick Brunson used for his son's booty was significant. Jalen Brunson has the significant caboose, and it runs in the family. And that caboose, folks, is getting loose. Getting loose on the court. It's very <laughs> on the court. I, mean, I don't mean it pause. Very much pause. I don't know what he's doing outside of that. <laughs> it's so clear. It's so, I didn't mean to say it like that. It's very clear when you watch him. He's running this offense. And I saw him at, at the Garden on Monday night against the Orlando Magic. And, man, does he have command of the Knicks offense in a way that they haven't had, let's be honest, since mama, there goes that man, Mark Jackson. Multiple times I saw Jalen Brunson on the floor pointing at the court to different players, like stand there, be there, like in front, yo, go over there. And they, they did. Like little chess pieces, they moved to Jalen Brunson's whim. And that is benefiting no one more than our guy, Julius Randle. All of a sudden, the player that we fell in love with two years ago, the one most improved player, is back. And not coincidentally, it correlates with, I don't know, Randle having a true point guard where Randle doesn't have to run the fucking offense. This is what Julius Randle had to say about what Jalen Brunson does for him. Bump the audio up, Nick, because it's a little low. Early games, like, it just makes the game so much easier for me. Um, you know, if I, you know, just keep moving, uh, say good screens, run the floor, um, you know, he's always looking to make the right play, so he finds me, and he gets me going, gets me easy baskets. He just makes the game so much easier for me. 
If I just keep mo moving and setting screens, running the floor, he's always looking to make the right play. Yeah, because last year, Julius Randle was tasked with the Jalen Brunson role. And let me just say this. Wasn't really working. Wasn't really working. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Think about this. Julius Randle is scoring more points in less minutes than last year and is shooting 54% from two, his best in his Knicks career, because, I don't know, he's not taking those god-awful long twos at the end of shot clocks anymore. According to official NBA stats, last year, Randall averaged 2.2 dribbles per touch. Had the ball in his hands, 4.1 minutes per game. Felt like more. This year, he's down to 1.48 dribbles per touch and 2.8 minutes per game. What a difference. And if you look at a stat line, it's redonkulous. 20 points per game, 9 rebounds per game, three assists, and 1.2 steals. Julius Randle is getting busy. And Randle actually has added some things to his game. He's shooting floaters now. Julius Randle shooting floaters. He had two, count them, two zero dribble floaters against Orlando on Monday. When's the last time Julius Randle had two zero dribble floaters? He had two combined since the 2017 season. So he's having two in one game and had two in the course of five years. He is adding to his bag. This is what Tibbs had to say about how differently Julius Randle is playing and why. And Julius was terrific from start to finish. Um, I love the way uh, he's diversifying his game, like running the floor. Uh, sometimes he's, he's the pace guy. He'll push it up, and then he'll create movement. Sometimes he just beats people down the floor. I think him getting easy baskets is huge for us, huge. And uh, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. I thought Mitch gave us great minutes. And you can't say enough about, you know, what Jalen does for the team. He just, he's in complete control at all, all times. And the game, you know, you hit some, some tough spots in the game, and he has such a strong demeanor and a strong face. Uh, and, and it's one of determination. You have, it gives your team belief that we can do this. We, we, you know, we can play well. Wow, a strong face gives your team belief. Yep, he does. Jalen Brunson is making this whole thing work because why? Tibbs' vision works only with a competent point guard. And they did not have one last year because Derrick Rose was injured for much of that year. He needs a very specific roster. And outside of Jalen making this team better, making his teammates better, being in New York makes him better too. In a league where big men are now shifting towards the perimeter, Jalen is taking what his dad calls a thick booty <laughs> down into the paint to create space and get easy shots. This is what he said about his post play. I'm always comfortable in the post. I'm comfortable being able to play with my back to the basket or just playing out of the mid post or playing from the elbow. It gives me a chance to kind of slow down. For a guard, it's hard to guard. It's unconventional. Let's talk about his stat line. His first four games with the Knicks, 20 points per game, eight and, a, eight and a half assists per game, one and a half turnovers, 
51% from the field, 41% from three, and 85% from the free throw line. All of that to say, do you believe me now? Jalen Brunson might just be underpaid. $104 million who unlocks the offense, who makes a guy you're paying $117 million to actually worth $117 million, slows the team down in times of pressure, has poise, helps you win games, cheap at twice the price. I could go on this entire podcast about Jalen Brunson. I've loved him long before it was sexy to. I loved him at Villanova. I thought that he should be a point guard that the Mavericks used and paid long before Lucas stepped into that building. But you know what? That's okay, because he's getting his shine now. And I would not be surprised if the Knicks end up in the playoffs again this year.